0: It's Tuesday, September 20th. Welcome to Market Forward. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool One, Mr. Ron Gross. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Whatever questions (laughs) I'm going to ask you, (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. Are going to be so much easier for you to handle than the questions (laughs) that are happening right now. Have you listened to that across the river? Because as we speak, Wells Fargo CEO and Chairman John Stumpf is testifying before. The U.S. Senate Banking Committee, and you know how people say there's gridlock in Washington D.C. Yeah, people say you know the Republicans and Democrats they just can't get together on anything. Let me tell you, <laughs> they're together. <laughs> they are united in he's having this hearing, he,
1: uh, and they perhaps are, appropriately, but he's having a bad day. I think it's appropriate, and they are taking this guy out for a ride. Yeah, um, pretty brutal. Elizabeth Warren is not shy. Um, as are many of her colleagues. And, um, you know, I'm hearing words like, you should be personally prosecuted and this is criminal behavior. Um, clearly, he, he's getting skewered. But as we said, per- perhaps appropriately, um, this is a big deal. The fines didn't really even speak to the level of perhaps um, distrust or, you know, the feeling of. Um, um, that they, they, they misused the, the the trust perhaps you would say of, of investors um they have they, he came out stump came out today and he said all the things that that you have to say, right? He he did apologize. He used, I, th- I believe he were, used the words "deeply sorry," and you know they failed to fulfill their responsibilities to customers. Wanted to make it very clear that this was not an orchestrated effort. This did not come from the top. This is not the culture of Wells Fargo. Although then he did say the corporate culture will change because at the lower levels or in the business units, clearly something um, has gone awry. Uh, you know whether you think this is a from the top down corporate problem really would probably speak to whether you want to own this stock or not at, at this point. Um, as we know, Warren Buffett is is a huge shareholder and um, speaks about integrity really being above above all else. So it'd be interesting to get into his head right about now.
0: We're gonna get to Buffett. <laughs> okay, don't worry, we're gonna get to Buffett. So a couple of things. One is that when. And this is just a a procedural thing, but when someone testifies on Capitol Hill, they submit prepared testimony ahead of time. So, Stumpf is getting these questions, but he also has his own prepared statement. And that got released to the media either late last night or or sometime this morning. Mm -hmm, And so, if you look in an intraday chart of Wells Fargo, you see at the (laughs) the open of today's market, the stock is up about Mm 2.5%. Just based on, well, he issued, you know, here's his prepared statement. He's going to apologize. He's deeply sorry. All that stuff. This is good. This is beginning to put them behind. Uh, this is the beginning of putting this whole mess behind him and the company. And then look at the chart as the hearing goes on, and it just continues to go, the stock continues to go down. It's not falling off a cliff. But it's clear, and right. you mentioned Elizabeth Warren, and you're yeah. right. I mean, she she came out, <laughs> and tough. she she's she's tough. Um, she's very smart. She's very tough, and she's tough on the big banks. Richard Shelby is the Republican chairman of the Banking Committee. He is um, relatively friendly to the big banks on Wall Street, and I watched not his, today. And I watched his opening statement, and I thought, oh, that was the moment for me. You knew that Elizabeth Warren was going to be tough. When Richard Shelby, the Republican chairman, made his opening statement, that's when I thought, "Oh, Stump is in for a bad day." Yeah,
1: I think people really feel that down here because Wells Fargo was supposed to really be a cut above. And as we said, that's why Warren Buffett likes them, besides the business model as well. Um, and so people feel a bit betrayed here. Um, and you know, they're they're going to eliminate the problems. They're going to eliminate the product sales goals in their retail banking sector, which they have to. They're actually going back now. Later in time to see if this um, is is worse than perhaps they originally expected. We, we don't know what they'll find. Uh, the Justice Department is looking into this. I, I believe their subpoena is going to be issued. They could prosecute if they if thought real fraud was here uh, from a systemic point of view. Um, so, I mean, we've, we've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. Originally, it didn't seem like this was going to be a big deal because that fine wasn't that big and the right. amount of employees laid off was a lot of people, but it was a small percentage of their all overall employees base but this seems to be rolling downhill and picking up steam um, it probably won't go away for a little bit uh, I want to
0: get to the stock in a second but first I have to call out something that I'm sure is going to be all over the news um, tonight and, and tomorrow if it's not already but the uh, did, did you catch this little thing about how the the goal for the salespeople was to get clients into eight separate accounts did you see why no because eight rhymes with
1: great come on that was like part of the sales manifesto at Wells yeah, Fargo. I have seen employees come out and say, listen, the goals set for us were unrealistic, and <laughs> therefore we had to commit fraud to re- to, to hit them, which, I, that's never a good reason. So, we say that
0: the market hates uncertainty, and the reason we say that is because it is by and large true. And So, when you think about Wells Fargo shares, we've already touched on the uncertainty of a Justice Department investigation. There's certainly. Part and parcel with that is how much longer does this go on? You mentioned that they originally they had come out and said this goes back to 2011. Now Wells Fargo says they're going to expand their internal probe back to 2009, which is just delightful to think that this may have been going on (laughs) during the Great Recession. And then there's the question of Stumpf. Yeah, does he is the chairman? He's been the chairman since 2010. He's been the CEO since 2007. Does he stay on as both? Does he split? One off, the guy made like twenty million dollars last year. I, 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 feel like if I was his his own political advisor, I would say, dude, just pick, pick the job you <laughs> would want. You call him, dude. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you know, in those moments, you, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, okay. You, you know what? Here's the thing. Everybody needs someone in their life to pull them aside, close the door, close say the listen. door, and say, listen. All right. And I don't know who that is for stump, but if I were that guy, I would say, listen. You got to, at a minimum, drop
1: one of your two jobs. I think that's fair. I obviously do not have a crystal ball. I wish I would. I hear they're fantastic, but if I don't know, I think he stays on as CEO. I could definitely see shareholders calling for the split of the chairman and CEO role, which really should be split anyway, from a good corporate and government governance perspective. But I do think he stays. Um, we've already seen early in the, in the year, really, the head of this unit. Um, going to retire um, who is going to escape with a nice 125 million dollar parachute by the way yes um, which i think shareholders are not too happy about we'll see if that gets clawed back in any way early indications are that it won't but we'll see how much pressure is
0: it, is it carol Tolsted is yeah, that I her name i think carol would be and is right yeah i don't know why the senate banking committee hasn't called her although I, I saw that she had been called by the house banking committee so who knows they
1: may be they may be playing this yeah, out with her we'll see if if that Humongous number stays intact. Um, we don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if certainly, as part of this corporate kind of, um, you know, putting the, the spotlight on on the corporate culture, if if changes are made, whether people being reassigned or resignations or, or firings, um, but there certainly will be changes to signal to investors that we are taking this seriously.
0: Let's wrap up Wells Fargo with Mr. Buffett. This Wells Fargo is one of his big four. Uh, he Berkshire Hathaway owns about 10% of this company and w- where is he
1: silent why, why is he silent S- on this so the, my my immediate knee jerk reaction is because he's using this weakness to buy more stock because he believes in this company he believes in the CEO and he's a, a long-term investor and he thinks this too shall pass however if it was the part that makes me unsure of that statement is the fact that we have integrity here involved in this scandal, and he values integrity above all else. So, I'm a little bit unsure there, but if I had to, if I had to bet, I would say he'll use this weakness. Stocks down 15% year to date, 8% over the last week or two. Um, stocks trading 11 times. It's historically a cheap valuation for Wells Fargo. Hard to get it at that value. This could be an opportunity if you believe in the long term future of Wells Fargo and that they're going to do right by investors.
0: But part of the bull case for this stock has been gosh, these people are so great at cross-selling. <laughs> and now we see that is fueled well, at least in part by fraud. So that, to me that you you may be right and we've certainly seen after the fact Buffett be opportunistic with with uh, companies that he owns buying more shares as they drop, but to the integrity thing, I mean, I, this, it, it, you know, this is the situation where famously, when he took a stake in Solomon Brothers, he he said to them, if you, you know, if you lose money for the firm, I'll understand. If you lose a shred of reputation, I will be ruthless. And if he's being ruthless, he's being
1: damn quiet yeah, about he it. He actually could be selling the stock too, and, and, and is being quiet about that. Integrity, I think, is, is the most important thing here. I don't think it affected the numbers that much. I don't see anything about restatements. Um, I've heard quotes that this was actually not a revenue-generating activity, but was more about the employees trying to you know, hang on to their jobs to meet their numbers. And By meeting their numbers, I don't think it actually impacted the overall financials of the company. If we see restatements, that would be a whole other thing that we'd have to <laughs> get back here and talk about. Um, but only Warren Buffett knows what he's doing, and I'm, I'm, I'm more curious than most. I really want to Here's what I'm hoping.
0: I'm hoping that we find out, whether it's weeks or months from now, that I, one of the following two things has happened. One is, because th- this is what I would be tempted to do if I were Buffett, but then again, that's why I'm not Buffett. <laughs> yeah, That's one of the many reasons I'm not Buffett, because I'm clearly more emotional in this situation than he is. But I, I like to think that at some point he calls Stump on the phone and reads him the riot act, and or we find out either with the annual filing next spring or with an up, uh, upcoming quarterly that he has sold off some percentage because it makes up a huge Not, I'm not saying dump half the mm-hmm. uh, of their holding. They can afford to sell off just a little bit of it, just as a little bit of a warning shot across the bow and the classic thing that always worked with our fathers, which is, <laughs> disappointment. Just some oh, just
1: something. Uh, I, that's what I want from Buffett. I want some What if we put him on the board as chairman for a little bit to say, "Hey, I'm I'm staying on this board until I see things are right and then then I'll go back to being a passive shareholder." I
0: think that would be great.
1: We'll see if he's looking for that.
0: All right, there's actually other news that we'll get to. Um a couple of vacation stocks are doing very different things with their (laughs) dividends. Royal Caribbean is raising their dividend by 26%. SeaWorld Entertainment is cutting their dividend in
1: half. Half and then gone.
0: And then gone. (laughs) Yeah. Which, I don't even know why you would do that. Why would you come out and say, well, we're gonna cut our dividend in half. And then by the way, then it's then we're suspending it all together. Well, you don't want to rip the
1: band-aid off too too <laughs> right, quickly.
0: Right. You always want to rip the band-aid off slowly.
1: So, so this when you look at the companies, it's not that surprising, although as you said, they're both kind of leisure vacation oriented. They're they're doing quite differently in terms of operating results. SeaWorld has been having a really tough time and you can just see it in the stock being down sixty-four percent this year. Um, you know, the the animal focus has really been under fire for SeaWorld especially the killer whale shows which they've finally agreed to discontinue um, which uh, made folks um, quite happy but their their attendance continues to suffer and and they're just not doing very well interestingly they say they're going to cut the dividend in order to free up capital to buy back stock that's interesting um, if the stock is truly cheap, then that would be an excellent capital allocation decision, despite the fact that the the in in the near term the, the investors won't like it and the stock will, will, would sell off. But that would be a smart use of capital. However, you've got to believe that they're going to turn this this ship around, even though it's not not a cruise ship. Um, if they don't, then then it's a terrible use of capital because you're just throwing good cash after bad. Um, We'll, we'll have to wait and see. What scares me a little bit is that they, they do have a, a billion dollars of debt. They're not um, covering it as much as I'd like to see once you subtract out capital expenditures from their from their cash flow. Um, they're really only covering their interest about two times after that. If things continue to deteriorate, that number gets a little bit scary. But then, then you contrast it with, with Royal Caribbean, whose stock is also down, by the way, 30% or so for the year. Um, cruise industry in general has gotten hit from a stock perspective, but their business is actually pretty solid. And If you, you look at the headlines, you see they cut guidance last quarter. That's largely because of currency translation. It's not because the, the operating results of the business are weak. They're actually quite strong. Now, these folks have got $22 billion of debt, because I don't know if you know it, but cruise ships can get kind of expensive. Right. <laughs> and their capital expenditures this year especially are very high, because they're actually adding capacity. They're adding ships. To um, meet what they see as the coming demand, so for them to increase their dividend is is okay with me. It's a nice increase, twenty eight percent, two point eight percent yield at this point. Not not too shabby. um, And operating results do look good, and growth for the future does look strong. So I think that makes um, perfect sense. Well, and
0: the the thing that caught my eye with Royal Caribbean is not that they are raising their dividend at this time. They are raising it. Anytime someone raises their dividend more than twenty percent part of me looks at that and thinks are you sure you want to do that because we've we've <laughs> seen we've seen other companies you know the so-called dividend aristocrats yeah they get to be aristocrats because they're pretty slow and steady uh and and do their increases on an incremental basis so anything north of 20% i always wonder are you being a little too aggressive does it do, as you know a more experienced investor than me does that warning light go off on your dashboard or do you it- just think no it's
1: it's uh in any capital intensive industry it would just it would it was it would make my warning lights go off because as i said they're spending so much, for example, on capex this year that they're actually in, in a similar boat to SeaWorld, where they're they're having they're not covering their interest expense on that massive debt load to some great extent, where you're feeling really comfortable. So if they're increasing the dividend, they're they're lowering their cash balance. They're, you know their earnings are going out the door to shareholders, which is great. But if they find that cash flow drying up a bit. Um, they could get in a little trouble. They might have to pull back on CapEx. They might have to cut the dividend then. So I don't know if they needed necessarily to go up 28%. You know, we would have all been happy with
0: 20%. Kellogg has issued a recall of EGO whole wheat waffles, which should be a lesson to everyone. Just if you're going to eat waffles, just skip the whole wheat. Um, this is a recall that extends to half the country virginia and maryland are two of the 25 states so you know shop accordingly where you live i'll shop accordingly where i live the concern is that the waffles may be infected with listeria but no one has gotten sick and i i kind of kind of want to applaud kellogg on this because they they came out and said look we were doing r- routine tests this is a precaution nobody's gotten sick and uh Good for them. They seem like they're doing the right move.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing you really can do here. And and you stole my joke. You know, it's whole wheat waffles. Is anybody really eating them anyway? I mean, I tried to buy them for a week because my wife made me, but when they stayed in the freezer, you know, untouched. Um, But they are doing the right thing. Um, There have been. this has happened to them before. It happens with food companies from time to time. I actually remember a few years back, one of their facilities, I believe, got flooded in, in one of the severe floods um, in this country, and they were out of the regular waffles for months, which actually did it's impact upset my you. family. <laughs> Although my wife hates them, as I said, when I buy them. Um, but they're doing the right thing. The stock is not going to really react here. The stock's still up eight percent this year. We've had a bit of a pullback in the stock this month, not related to this, um, just general market conditions, I think. Um, but they're handling it appropriately. Are you a waffle guy?
0: Are you are you like a like
1: a? I would need a homemade waffle.
0: Okay, but like you're you're driving down the highway. It's breakfast time. You got an IHOP on one side. You got a Waffle House on the other. You're you're pulling into one. Which one are you pulling into? Wow. Um, I'm gonna go
1: pancake, but you're a waffle, aren't you?
0: No, no, no. I'm more, I'm, more of, I'm more of a pancake guy. Um, but uh, but as I get older, it's one of those <laughs> things where I'm like, uh, if I have, you know, as. Jim Gaffigan has a great bit about yeah. pancakes and, and IHOP, and and, you know, and, ref, and refers to them as carb cakes. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> if I if I have the carb cakes, then I'm like, well, I guess I'm napping later today. That's, yeah.
1: But if you give me a banana pancake, and my kids like chocolate chip, but I'm a banana guy. Oh, can't resist. Oh, all right. Too, too good. Nice. Good to know.
0: Thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foley. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.